so Sunday night. Um, Sunday night. Sunday night, we got we got pizza, and I got a mac and cheese pizza from Toppers. Ah, oh, that is shameful. Well, that's that that's not even. <laughs> That was good. It, the know, pizza itself messed. was really good. But the next day, it's lunchtime. We really don't have it's much food lunch. prepped. Mm-hmm. And I look in the fridge and I see, yeah. hmm, oh, what's in that fridge? Two leftover pieces of mac and cheese pizza. Oh, yeah. And uh, a, a good old meat cookie, a burger. Mm, meat. Wait, what? A burger. A burger that I oh. had prepared a, a couple of days ago. What kind? What kind of meat? Just ground ground beef. Oh, okay. But it was Thought a pre-made burger. A turkey or something. Yep. So I took two pieces of pizza like a bun, and I Andrew, no, <laughs> I ate a mac and cheese pizza burger. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's oh. literally a joke on Parks and Recreation. <laughs> That's literally a joke food that Pawnee has. It's oh a guy guys at the Unity or whatever concert. It's like, yeah, part like Pawnee's great. I ordered a ordered a cheeseburger and both the buns were pizzas. Yeah. Oh man. I felt like I was doing an ad for one of the Hardy's monstrosities that they mm-hmm. you you found yourself you you all of a sudden found yourself being interviewed by Justin McElroy on lunch spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was embarrassing, but I gotta but, I gotta yeah. be honest. It was actually Got pretty be. it was pretty okay. tasty. Yeah, I wasn't about to ask that because <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean it's that sound I mean I I I wouldn't probably go for that, but that sounds like a good like a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a burger. Like you got the two crusts yeah. that make and up like the buns. You got the burger. mac and cheese. That's the cheese. And mm-hmm. you just got, got some cookie. You know. All right, let's, let's get to it. Here we are at the end of the 2021 regular season. Uh, very exciting finish there, wasn't it, James? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, for some people more than others, one might say. Um, Andrew, how how uh, how are your fingernails doing today? Oh, they're good and chomped. They're they're down to stubs right now. Uh, it, it was it was pretty back and forth. Honestly, I needed Kyler Murray to score a reasonable amount of points for him. And at times it looked like he was going to get that easily. And then he'd throw an interception and it wouldn't it wouldn't look that way. But uh, he got it for me in the end. Um, sorry, Clay, that you uh, couldn't couldn't get that uh, victory there. But yeah, all the teams are set now. Um we do got to keep this episode a little short, though, James, because I do have a uh, tattoo removal appointment in a couple of minutes. Um, I got a 12 and 0 
cheaper by the dozen tattoo in anticipation for my victory over David that oh uh, no did not happen. So ah, that's yeah. classic. Yeah, I'm out a couple grand. I'm probably gonna hurt hurt a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I I mean hurt in your wallet and also your skin and just your soul. Yeah, man, Especially that that, that would have. Man, if that would have happened and you would have sent pics of your tattoo, that would have been amazing. Like, yeah. That would have been legendary. Like, oh my God, the commitment. He already got it done. Yeah. But now, <laughs> uh, I mean, some, some of you might be thinking, well, he could still send us the a picture of the tattoo to show us that he didn't yeah. get it. But it's just like oh, yeah. a crazy thing in this area. For some reason, all cameras on all devices are are down for for a limited time so oh huh. yeah i don't know if it was something about the, the <laughs> cheese or the corn or whatever is out here in wisconsin but yeah all cameras are down so you'll just have to take my uh take my word for it but congrats david okay. congratulations so so happy for you i mean he okay see david david did get the win he still did miss playoffs this year, so it's like that's true. If I had to pick one, I would much rather be in playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you also haven't lost to yourself eleven times in a row, so maybe it's different for David. I don't know. You do the math. Well, speaking of playoffs, we got everyone set in their positions. Matchups are locked in. First round buys are in place, and we are going to spend. The next few minutes here talking through each of our teams and just kind of doing a recap on their season and a little preview for their matchups to come. So let's all jump. right. Yeah, let's jump right into let's it. And roll. You sounded a little robotic there, James. Uh, sorry. That's I mean Are you it a wasn't robot? me, it was the connection. No, uh st- I I'm getting sick and tired of answering this question, Andrew. Not a robot wink. Uh, oh no, did I just end the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, you dear. must be the reason all the cameras are down. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Robot, Robot Terhar. Um, we're gonna start at the bottom and move our way up. First, gonna look at the number 12 seed, Brandon. Brandon finished with a record of six and eight. Um, this is his second straight year finishing the regular season in last place. And it his, it's his third year making the loser's bracket. He's uh, three for three on making the loser's bracket in this league. However, the one stat that he does hold is that he has never lost a game in the postseason. Each of the last two years made the loser bracket, won his first game, and got out. Um, but this year is a new year, so let's kind of do a, a recap of, of what happened to get him to this 12th spot. He started the year with a record of 5-1, and one, averaging 111 points per game, extremely hot, a large part due to Derrick Henry, who was just running over, running through, running on top of every single player in the NFL. Then he gets hurt. And Brandon goes on to end the season with a record of one and seven, averaging 75 points per game in that span. So quite a big drop after Derrick Henry 
was out of his starting lineup. Um, a positive, a slightly positive note for Brandon, though. Through weeks 10 to 14, he has increased his score every single week. So he's starting to get better. He's starting to improve. Um, a huge part of that is due to Justin Jefferson and Justin Tucker, a couple of Justins who are both number two at their respective positions. And he's also got Russell Wilson, who has kind of been up and down, was injured for a good chunk of the middle of the season there, but he's back and can uh, do some damage. The rest of his team, though, is not very good. Right now, his best running back is currently ranked 33rd at the position, and his second best wide receiver behind Justin Jefferson is ranked 47th. So really not much depth there. He's going to have to rely on uh, Justin Jefferson and Russell Wilson to kind of pull him through into the, um, or excuse me, out of the, the loser's bracket. Yeah, I think that Brandon, I mean, I think he, his team definitely is like the worst right now, it seems. Um, so I think he kind of deserves that last place spot. You know, it sucks that he lost Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry was like the one bright spot on his team. Right. Well, I guess Justin Jefferson, but, you know, he was definitely carrying Brandon to start the year. And yeah, just very, very little depth, although. Um, like you said, maybe he's when, when you're bad, when you're that bad for so many weeks, you kind of have to find some new players. Um, and, you know, Brandon has been in this position before. Um, you know, uh, I'd say his team is looking worse this year than last year. Um, but, you know, all, all, all it takes is one win mm-hmm. for him to, you know, avoid that last place. So we'll see. Um, but if I yeah. had to put money on it, I would say Brandon is, I would put money on Brandon getting last places. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to absolutely agree with you there, James. I think he is by far the, the worst team in the losers bracket here, just based on current roster construction and, and history this season. But as you mentioned, you know, we've seen this before, not just with Brandon, but with other teams as well. You know, Jackson uh, a couple of years ago finished with a record of two and 11 and he avoided the last place game. Same with Brandon the year after that. So when playoffs are here, when the postseason is here, anything can happen. Um, and all it takes is one. I mean, maybe maybe he's doing the long con on that. All it takes is one play. And he's just uh, waiting to to send whoever else into the uh, last place game there. He's going to play the loser of Clay and David. Um, What's kind of your, uh, I guess maybe you already said this, James, but you think um, Brandon's kind of destined for that last place game? Yeah, both Clay and David seem like the strongest teams in the loser bracket. Um, like definitely the strongest two teams. So, yeah, whichever one of them is, you know, unfortunate enough to lose in the first week. Um, I, I can't, I mean, you know, they could lose to Brandon, but I think they'll be strongly favored and Brandon yeah. will get sent to the last place game where I think he'll have a better chance of maybe getting a win. 
Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Um, let's jump on over to the other team with a first round buy in the losers bracket. That is Matt Zabel. Uh, Matt Zabel's also been in the league for three years now. This is his first time finishing lower than fourth place in the regular season. So quite a big drop down to 11th here, um, which also means it's his first time making the losers bracket. And um, a big part of that, well, I guess a, another stat of, of a first year, this is his first season averaging under 100 points per game in the regular season. He's down at 93.8. So definitely a, a down year for uh, Dr. Zabel here compared to some of the other seasons he's had. Um, through uh, the first eight weeks this season, he was four and four. So he's still in the hunt. But the next four games, he uh, lost all of them and became the first team eliminated from playoffs at that point. Now, here is a, a very interesting stat. Two of his best players are Kyler Murray and Alvin Kamara, who have both been hurt slash missing for multiple games this year. When both Kyler and Alvin Kamara are on his roster, he's averaging 21 more points per game than if one of them is missing and 30 more points per game if both of them are missing. So, I, I mean, maybe that's logical that, you know, your two all-stars are playing, you're going to get more points, but I was surprised to see it be that big of a difference. Um, and now both of them are back. Both, both of them should be healthy. And um, along with uh, Javante Williams, who's averaging 22 points in his last three games, um, in addition to his wide receivers of Mike Evans at wide receiver nine, DJ Moore at wide receiver 19, uh, he's got a pretty good team. His biggest weakness right now is tight end. After Logan Thomas went on the IR, he's kind of um, he's kind of streaming that position, which there's not a lot of good options out there. But other than that, I'm I'm thinking he's got a, a pretty strong team here that should uh, help him quite a bit to avoid the last place game. Um, in, in some of these earlier matchups, how are you kind of looking at his team here? Uh, yeah, you know, Matt Sable has, I mean, he and Brandon didn't for, you know, worst team for most of the season, it seemed. Um, yeah, he's, he's been kind of turning it on a bit these last few games. So, um, I think, you know, he has a loser by i think he i would predict that he doesn't move into the last place game i think he'll be whoever uh, gets sent to face him i would agree with you yeah i think he's just had some bad luck this year um he's got a good roster and they all seem to be playing well and um for the most part healthy and i think that's going to um, give him the edge when he stacks up against some of these other teams in the losers bracket who just don't have as much depth or as strong of a roster. Um, another note about these two teams in the losers bracket here um, with the bye weeks, both Matt Sable and Brandon broke their franchise lowest scores this season. So their minimum scores, they, they both got this year with their, with their down performance. 
Um, but Matt Zabel is going to take on the loser of the next matchup that we're going to preview, which is number 10, Luke Conway, finishing with a record of six and eight, going up against roommate Jackson, seventh seed with a record of seven and seven. Um, so these two teams met in week six of the regular season, where Luke won by a margin of 59 points, a huge win over Jackson. Uh, overall, Luke is six and two in their head to head meetings, and they've met in the postseason two times before. Um, they split those games. Luke won in the 2016 winners bracket round one, and Jackson won in the 2019 losers bracket, uh, the round two game that sent Luke to his final meeting with Clay that year. So they're going to meet again here in the losers bracket. Um, let's go ahead and start with Luke taking a look at his team, the number 10 seed. Um, this is his fifth season missing playoffs out of eight. Um, he had a very poor year, but he had a very consistent year as well. He had only four games over 100 points, which is the fewest of any team, even uh, Brandon and Matt Zabel. And he started the season 0-5, so pretty bad start, but... Turn it around a bit with a three-game win streak in the middle where he was averaging 123 points in that span. Um, and he had a, a pretty bad finish after that. He was averaging 77 points in his final six games, but somehow managed a record of three and three um, to finish that out. So had some pretty lucky matchups there. His roster has potential um he's got the number four quarterback right now matt stafford who's been playing pretty good and when healthy he's got really solid running backs saquon barkley daryl henderson and uh, deandre swift the problem is the three of them have been taking turns being injured sometimes two at one two at the same time um, so if they can be healthy that can help out but his wide receivers are very very poor uh, weakest spot by far for Luke Conway. His best wide receiver is Kendrick Bourne, ranked wide receiver number 30. Um, with all of that in mind, what's kind of your projection of Luke in this game here? Um, yeah, unless unless his team all of a sudden gets healthy, um, I think... Man, Jackson's also been doing kind of poor lately though uh i don't know i think it's i think it's kind of tough it's like both teams have potential but they've been doing lately i i guess i i give the advantage to jackson yeah and i think one thing to uh keep in mind here or i guess to consider is there's been some reports come out that uh COVID is just sweeping through the rams organization right now um, which if, if Matt Stafford is out, he's by far, um, Luke's most consistent player. And, um, that, that could be quite detrimental to his, uh, round one of the losers bracket here. Okay. Well, let's now jump over to his opponent, Jackson. So again, a seven seed with a record of seven and seven could not get the tiebreaker with a couple of the other seven and seven teams. Actually, myself and you were the two other seven and seven teams. 
um, because he was pretty low on the points for column this year. Um, this is only his second time in six seasons that he's missing the playoffs. He started off really hot, averaging 113 points and going five and two over the first half of the season. And I, I must have forgotten that when I was um, looking into this because I, I couldn't remember, you know, why that was the case. And now he he had such a poor finish. He finished two and five with the average of 84.5 points. And um, there, there's kind of two main reasons with kind of a third. Those were Mike Williams, who started off incredible, and then he just came back down to earth. Calvin Ridley, who suddenly decided to stop playing football for a bit. And then Patrick Mahomes is kind of the half one who struggled in the middle of the season there. So three of his best players who were doing very well um, just dropped off. And that was a huge contributor to his um, poor end of the, the season there. But his, his roster right now actually has a, a good number of pretty average players. Um, so Mahomes is the number five quarterback. Um, that's the X factor of the week that you picked last week. And I think that's probably the X factor of playoffs for him. I'm going to need to rely on Mahomes quite a bit, but his running backs are Nick Chubb. Who's at running back 20, who's been injured and is probably better, better than the 20th running back. He's got Melvin Gordon at running back 17. Mike Williams is still at wide receiver 15 and bringing in some good points. Terry McLaurin's at wide receiver 23, and he's got uh, Kyle Pitts at tight end eight too. So a decent roster of, of just kind of average players there. Um, do you think that's going to be enough to keep him out of advancing in the, the loser's bracket here? I guess. Uh, I feel like that's the strongest convic conviction I can make. Um, yeah, Jack. I mean, he scored, Jackson scored the least amount of points of anyone last week. And it's just been, I don't know. I could, like, Mahomes had a good game last week. He was the only player that did well for him. I could see him having another bad game, you know, in the playoffs and costing Jackson, you know, another loss. Uh, he probably beats Luke, though. I think it's going to be if, close. Yeah. If he doesn't, though, I think he loses to Matt Zabel and will be in the loser game yeah I, I think i have the um the same mindset here i think whoever loses this game probably is going to fall to matt zabel and, and end up in that uh the final game there the sackle bowl but we will plus have we kind of have a we kind of have a trend of the uh the people that just missed out on playoffs falling into the loser that's into true the sacco game seems uh I guess like, I don't know, the teams that are the teams that are doing well and then collapse and just miss playoffs continue to collapse. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. It's all about timing and you know when teams get hot and when they start to fall apart. Um, but let's jump over to the final matchup here in the losers bracket. This one is my favorite. Of all the matchups here in round one, I'm I'm so excited, and also just the comparison of these two teams that we're going to get into. 
I'm really excited to share what I've found with you. So that's David at the eight seed with a record of six and eight versus Clay with the nine seed uh, with a record of six and eight as well. Um, David gets the edge slightly on uh, points for there. Um, let's see here. 17 points was the difference between the two. So these two teams met in week six and um, that favored clay by a score of 118 to 94, so relatively close. Um, that win broke the all-time tie of six and six between them. So now clay is in the lead. Um, they met in round two of the loser's bracket in 2019, where their only postseason matchup saw David coming away victorious. So not a ton of playoff or excuse me, postseason history between these two teams. Um, we're going to start with Clay here and just kind of taking a look at his team. Um, he's now made playoffs 50% of the time in the league. Um, he ended this year fourth in points four, and it was his third franchise best in regular season average points for. So really good year for Clay. Um, just didn't have very good luck in some of the matchups. The most impressive thing about Clay's team to me is he had an extremely consistent year. 10 out of 14 weeks, he scored between 102 and 122 points. And the worst part, this is going to haunt Clay. Four of his games, he lost by four or fewer points. Oof. If he would have won any of those, he would be in the playoffs right now. But four games by four or fewer points. So Ouch. extremely consistent between 102 and 122. Just extremely, extremely unlucky. Um, and he's got a pretty solid lineup. Uh, just some of his top players here. He's got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback seven. His running backs are a little bit weaker. Um, David Montgomery, who's been injured, um, is kind of his top guy. But his wide receivers are very strong. He's got Deontay Johnson at wide receiver eight, Jamar Chase at wide receiver seven, new addition DK Metcalf, wide receiver 21, and Julio uh, coming back, which could be you know a potential flex play for him. Um, he's also got Dalton Schultz at tight end six. So pretty solid lineup there. Any comments on Clay quickly? I, I want to kind of keep the momentum going to uh, draw the comparison to David's team. But any any comments about uh, Clay's year so far? Um, first, shameless plug for my team. I just double-checked. Double um I lost three games by four points or less and four games by five points or less. Just throwing that out there, making it about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely um, not something that I may be included later. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I don't actually jump, don't think jump I again there. Oh, oh, well, no, you can always chop and screw it and put yeah. it in later. Um, but yeah, Clay, I feel like I remember during, during the year, during power rankings, Clay was always like very middle of the pack mm -hmm. most of the year. And like, not only did he average out to the middle, but like most people, he was fairly consistent across the board. People put him somewhere in the middle. Um, 
yeah, sort of like, yeah, the team isn't bad, but not, not the best team, but definitely not the worst team. And, you know, he, he finished decently well, just not, not quite good enough to, mm-hmm. I mean, it was very close as we saw, you know, from a kind of lackluster performance from Kyler Murray. Um, and like you said, you know, those close losses are tough. Yeah. And he's overall pretty high in points for it. So um, I think, I mean, I think Clay, you could make a case that like if we were just choosing the best teams on the year, maybe he should be in the playoffs. Or like we're choosing the best teams right now, he should be in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, it's a, we play the regular. For the reason, for a reason, you know, the early games count just as much as later games. Yeah. Um, so even though Clay probably has a better team than I don't know, maybe like I don't know, two or three people in the winners bracket right now, maybe he didn't get enough wins, you know, like they did earlier in the season. So it's just that's the why they're in the cookie season. crumbles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Um, so jumping over to David now. Um, this was pretty interesting. Since 2015, David has alternated between the playoffs bracket and the losers bracket. He's gone back and forth since 2015. Um, That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> kind of predictable. So uh, next year's your year, David, I guess. Um, his lowest finish has been eight out of 12. Um, and his highest finish has been fourth out of 10. So he's overall as an owner, uh, very you know, kind of average, very middling there. His, in fact, his overall record, including this season is 58 and 61. So just a very kind of um, consistent owner, but um, let's take a look at his season this year. So clay was fourth in points for in the league. David was third in points for in the league. He also had the second highest points against so again, a bit unlucky there. So Clay, this is where the uh, comparisons or I guess contractions, contractions, or is that just a pregnancy thing? Contrasting, contrasting statements. This is where the contrasting statements begin. So Clay had four games. He lost by four or fewer points. David had no games closer than eight points and only two that had a margin of 20. In fact, his average margin of victory was 29 points and his average margin of defeat was 26 points. So David basically had no close games. He either won Uh by a ton or (laughs) lost by a ton. David had Uh. four weeks over 123 points. Clay had zero. David had five weeks under 97 points. Clay Mm -hmm. had two. They so boom bust. They're basic. They're as opposite as you can be. Clay is consistently 10 out of 14 weeks between 102 and 122. David is all over the place. But they've both had very successful years, fourth and third highest in points four. Um, now, hold on as I uh, list off David's roster here Josh Allen, QB2. Aaron Jones, running back 11. Najee Harris, running back 3. Devo Samuel, wide receiver 5. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver 12. Amari Cooper, 
wide receiver 25. T. Higgins, wide receiver 24. Dallas Goddard, tight end 11. That, that to me does not sound like a roster that should be in the loser's bracket. I mean, maybe the tight end 11 one. That's not right. pretty good. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> also, and then, you know, he just traded for Josh Allen. Right. But, yeah, no, it's – um. I mean, you can't you can't make the argument you made with Clay. We're like, oh, you know, if he just would have gotten a little lucky on some weeks. It's not like, no, the weeks he lost, like he definitely should have lost generally. Um, well, I guess, I guess I did blow him out in week 13 when he scored the second most points. I just had the best week of my life. So maybe not that week. Maybe he should have won that week. Yeah. What but- it sounds like is – it's just going to come down to does David have a good game or not? Cause right. if clay is so Mr. Consistent, it's just, does David have a good game or bad game? Then bad game loses good game. wins. Yeah. I think, I think David's players are playing well enough that he should be having more good weeks than bad weeks. But overall, I think whoever does have the misfortune of losing this game, they should be able to, easily handle Brandon's team in the following week. And um, they, they should both be able to avoid that last place game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, I think I'm going to put my money on David for this matchup just because he, he's finished the week, these last two weeks in the top three for scoring. Um, and, and he got Josh Allen now, which he didn't have before. So right. I think, I think he continues his hot streak and exits the loser bracket early and then sends Clay with a good team to face Brandon and then Clay probably beats Brandon. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, last thing I'll say, Clay, I think you should apply to become the Carolina Panthers uh, physical trainer and get whoever is messing up Christian McCaffrey out of there so you can draft him without any worries going forward. Because uh, that, that's just ridiculous. He should be on your in your starting lineup here, and he's not. And it's sad. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Christian uh, Andrew? Do you think Christian McCaffrey can sing? Um, just by looking at him and his physical appearance, I would say, yeah, like an angel. Okay, that's that's good to that's good to just think about. Keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these uh, star running backs have uh, surprised us in the past. All right, Um, we are now going to move over into the playoffs, the winner's bracket, and look at at these teams and matchups. Uh, The first one we're going to start with is number three seed Zach, finishing with a record of eight and six, versus myself with a record of seven and seven, sneaking into playoffs with the sixth seed. Um, We met in week four and had a close game that I... Uh, beat Zach by a score of 104 to 98. And our all-time record now is at six and four in favor of myself. Um, this next stat here, I'm I was pretty surprised to find. So between Zach and myself, we have combined to make playoffs 14 out of our 16 combined seasons. Um, the two best uh playoff yeah. appearance yep. rates. You guys have only missed it once. Yeah. Would you believe that with that in mind, 
This is our first ever postseason meeting. What? We've huh. never we've that's... never played each other before in the postseason. Huh. That's that is surprising. That's funny. The the two people that have made playoffs the highest percentage have never met until now. Yeah. That's fun. Hey, Andrew, that's a fun, that's a fun that's fact. Fun. Isn't that fun? I'm having fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That was fun. Okay. Um, we're going to start with my team and I'm going to uh, list off three stats here that I still am not really sure how to feel about. Um, I finished fifth in points for, but first in points against, but also first in efficiency, which is the percent of my actual points for over my possible points for. Mm, yeah, that that efficiency is kind of an interesting stat that we now have access to. Yeah, I, I don't know how to f- feel about this. Like I've had, I've gone up against tough opponents, but I've still done well. But it's only because I don't have much depth, so I don't have a ton of people that I can start. I I don't really know, um, but I do know that my efficiency has dropped in each of the last four weeks. Um, it's been on a steady decline. Um, I've had a very streaky season Um, in order. It's two losses, three wins, three losses, four wins, and finish the season with two losses. So um, pretty, pretty streaky there, but um, overall a pretty average consistent points for, I only have one game below 88 points, but also only one game above 125. So hovering right around the middle there. In fact, I have seven games between 104 and 112 points. So kind of similar to Clay, um, not as many, not as high of a range there, but um, still kind of in the middle there. Um, my big starters are Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews, and Dawson Knox. Um, honestly, I... I executed the strategy that I was trying to do this year. I was trying to get in a position where I made playoffs and could, could make a run, um, you know, with a decent set of players. Um, so I'm, I'm satisfied with where I'm at, but obviously I would love to keep, uh, continuing on, but I would love to get your opinion of my team here, James. Um, I think, you know, if you, if you had it, if you had ended the years like a little bit stronger, like if, if this very last week had gone differently and you would have finished, I don't know, if you put it like 120 points or something versus the, what was it? What did you score? Like 99 ish? 98. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have felt more confident putting you in like the top, I don't know, maybe three teams in the winner's bracket right now. And I think I still probably would, you up there but it's a little less confident now um which i i haven't paid as close attention to your team as you have um but i i think you seem like one of the stronger teams in the playoffs it's just will you know can can you you know set the right lineups like you were doing for most of the year again um and can you know all your players click together and you know for three weeks in a row um yeah, I mean, where yeah. where I'm at, I do not think I have, or let me, let me start over. 
I know I don't have a better team than you and Sean. And I think my team is around the same level as the other, um, the other three people in the winner's bracket here to the point where if I get lucky and my players have a good week, I can advance on. Um, I think if I do have to come up against you or Sean, though, I'm going to, I'm going to struggle. Um, but yeah, if I can get by Zach in our first ever postseason game, that would be, that would be exciting. Um, but let's, let's look at Zach's team before we kind of draw a final conclusion here. Uh, his season is split pretty perfectly balanced, um, starting four and three and finishing four and three. But those two halves had pretty different stories. Um, his first seven games, he averaged 113 points with four of those coming between 111 and 114 points. So pretty consistently high there. But his last seven games, he dropped down to an average of 91.4. Uh, so on, on the decline here. And I, I dug into this a little bit further, and I just want to kind of highlight three of his top players, Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott, and James Robinson. In the first seven games of the season, Lamar was averaging about 24 points a game. In his last seven, he's averaging 12.5. Zeke, in the first seven games of the season, was averaging 18 points a game. Now he's averaging 11. His last seven, he's averaging 11. James Robinson, first seven, is averaging 16 points a game. And his last seven, he's averaging seven and a half. So his big, his big players have um, gone downhill and are our big cause for that drop in um, average points for there, but he got enough wins to get himself a, a, in a good playoff spot here. Um, now, kind of on the flip side of you and Clay, Zach has four wins, four wins, I should emphasize the wins part, with a margin of eight or fewer points. So he's come out on top of, of some of these close matchups. Um, a couple of players on his team uh, that I haven't mentioned yet, DeAndre Hopkins and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are coming back from injury and could have a, a big impact on his team. And then very consistent all year long, Chris Godwin, wide receiver six, is a plug-and-play player for Zach here. Um, so with all of that in mind, how are you kind of feeling about the Deer Frenchers? Um, you know, this is this is speaking from not actually looking at it as a lineup and you know, maybe I should look at it as a lineup. Let's see. Let's take a game. He, the whole Zach's kind of vibe to end the season has been, he's been kind of floundering, um, but he's kind of, he's scraped by some wins where maybe he shouldn't have like, in these last three weeks, he scored uh, 71, 91, 71. And he managed to get a win with that 91 points, which Usually you won't, but um, so yeah, he's de definitely not finishing the season strong going into playoffs. Um, but again, he did well enough earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, man, Lamar Jackson, it's it's gonna be the big one, it's feast, it's feast or famine with him. It's he's so hard to predict, and now he has some some injury question marks, I think. Um, yeah. I think they're optimistic, but not uh, guaranteed that he's going to play this next week, which would be a huge, 
a huge loss for Zach. Um, he currently doesn't have any quarterbacks yeah. on his roster, any backups, I should say. Yeah, and uh, the, our league is kind of – there are a lot of people that are rostering two quarterbacks, so the quarterback waiver wire is fairly thin. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get lucky and get a spot starter, but um, – yeah, man, Zeke is not good. Clyde is maybe good now. Who knows? Dean is not good. Zertz is not good. James Robinson is hated by his coach. Yeah, I think, I don't know, Zach, Zach seems to have one of the weaker teams going into the playoffs. Um, you know, he, he was very close to getting a bye week. Um, and, I mean, the one of the teams that did get a bye week also didn't finish the season very strong. Um, but I, I'm not confident in Zach's team. Um, but I am, I, I am definitely favoring you uh, pretty highly in this matchup. Um, I think yeah. Zach has the potential to get a, a sweet spot game, you know, where all his players are clicking and doing well. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it's, I, I view this more as a toss up between me and Zach. Um, but again, I don't think either of our teams really compare to you or Sean and uh, probably aren't going to make it too far in playoffs here. But uh, speaking of you, let, let's take a look at your matchup, uh, the number five seed at seven and seven uh-huh. going against Jake, the four seed finishing with a record of eight and six. Um, this is going to be a rematch of your week nine nail biter where Jake beat you by 0.7 points. Very close. Um, And with with that small margin, he actually takes the lead in your all-time meetings. um, Now with a record of four and three. Uh, Well, we know that can't stand. Mm -hmm. Not stand. Need to even that up. Well, one thing that you can do to even that up and and get one up on him is the fact that you have not met in the postseason. Uh, through four seasons together excuse me six seasons together four however long six final answer six yes maybe yes six this is our six Six. this This is is jake six six. yep six six knew it all along wait Mm -hmm. uh sorry did you ask me a question I haven't yet. Um, I was planning okay. on just kind of going through your team here and just putting some stats on the rebrand, and then I will give you the floor and just kind of let you let you comment on on how you're feeling. Does that sound good? That sounds hard. Okay. This is your first time making playoffs since 2018. A uh, two-year drought for you, so it's got to feel good to be back. Um, the big it does. It definitely yeah. does. The big topic for you this year is the rebrand, which happened after you started the season with a record of two and seven. Uh, Now with, with that record two and seven, that that's a very poor record, but you weren't necessarily having a bad season. You were averaging 104.8 points in that span, which would be fifth best in the league. So you, you weren't doing poor, um, as you mentioned before, though, you had two losses less than one point, and you had all but one of your losses in that nine-game span within 12 points. So you were coming up very unlucky 
during during that uh, first part of the season there. You decided to change your name. And since that point, you finished 5-0, and averaging 126.4 points. Uh, in that rebrand phase, you took down Sean, the uh, current first place uh, leader, the, the first seed. You took down Luke, the champion last year. And you took down all three teams who had you who you had lost to in the first three games of the regular season this year. So a good uh, redemption and um, just kind of a good motivator there that you that you can take down those teams during it. Um, also in that span, you set the franchise your franchise high score of one hundred and fifty seven point seven points, which. Um, when we update the database, will go on the normalized top 10 scoreboard single game scores. Uh, so that's another little bonus there for you. Ooh, fun. Sean did have to top me for this year, though, the <laughs> very did. next week. He, he saw that and got pissed. He's like, you know what? I'm going to score like four points. One. Yeah, he couldn't let you have that. Um, he also couldn't let you have the highest points for total, but you did finish second. And you actually had 73 more points for on the year than your next closest, than the next closest team. You also had the second highest max points for, which was 132 more points than the next closest, than the next closest. So um, that was definitely one of your struggles at the start of the year is your efficiency was very poor. Your bench always seemed to score a ton of points. Um now, one stat to throw out there just to maybe put a little seed of doubt in the uh, in the Sneercat supporters, but you are in first place for the fewest points against this year. Yes, I did. I did notice this. Um, and I have a, have a rebuttal to that. Um, if we look at, if I can just open it, my phone... Just look at the league, go into the league, view details, points against. Okay, so I'm at the lowest for points against. Now, I, the main reason for that is because my opponents during this rebrand, they've just been shitting the bed. Like there's, like, there's nothing really else to say about that except for David. Um, like, all my opponents just have been doing terrible. And I've been, I've been putting up big points, like, Enough points, and I guess Sean did okay too. But uh, oh, besides Sean and David, like I had just very low points against on my five game win streak. But I've been putting up like enough points that I should have won had they put up, you know, a yeah. normal amount of points. So it's like I, I like I wish just for my street cred, I wish they had put up more points yeah. to bump up that points against. Cause like, I mean, I would have beat them anyways. Like I did, I did very well on my own. They just decided to also do really bad. Um, so there's that. Um, the other thing is that I have lost a ton of close games. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like I lost a bunch of close games. And when I've won, I've, when I've won, I've blown out people a lot. And so, there's that also just like points against is a lot more tight in general than points for the points for there's a much larger spread because like the, you know, the good teams have more points or the bad teams have less the points against ends up kind of normalizing and averaging out since everyone is playing each other. 
Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like I'm at one, one, three, six, two, then it's Jake at one, three, nine, six. And then, uh, you know, then like Sai and Mad Zabel are in the middle at one, four, four, five. So it's like, it's a much less larger spread than the, uh, max points for. Well, James, I got to say that was a very, very convincing rebuttal you had there. Thanks. I'm not sure if in hindsight, I'm not sure if it was that convincing, but I mean, what can I do when you have the second highest points for, yeah, exactly. That points against category really doesn't, doesn't matter because you would be winning against pretty much any team you would come up against. Right. Yeah. One, one fun thing to put, I guess I only checked this after week 13. I didn't check it after this most recent week. Um, But on the fantasy football hub, they have a little, they have a schedule comparison tool where it basically says like, oh, if you had played this person's schedule, like these people on these weeks, this is what your record would have been. So it's a sort of interesting, it sort of plays with the idea of like, oh, like if, if you didn't have to worry about matchups, yeah, like how would you have done on the season if you just happen to have someone else's schedule? You get some weird things show up, like like if you um we're like if you know this is just an example like if i had played david's schedule i would have you know gone like 10 and three or wait is that right 10 and four yeah um but if david played my schedule he would have gone like 11 and three but we both did worse it's like if we had swapped schedules we both would have done better just interesting yeah like that weird stuff like that happens where it just happens to be like what what games you match up well for um, I mean, with his volatility, that definitely makes sense. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I did notice after week 13, I was the only team that um, if, if I had been given anyone else's schedule, like literally any other of the 11 schedules, I would have had a better record than I did with my schedule. Oh, man. Yeah. Like every, every single other one was at least one win better some two wins better i think one was like three wins better um like some other people were tied like they they were tied for their worst schedule now they could have had their their same worst schedule if they played someone else i was the only one who i literally found a way to have my worst possible like matchup schedule that any other any other person's schedule would have done better that's that's tough but yeah i guess it's just it's just completely like random luck, right. like not even points against rely it's just like oh you just you just didn't match up well <laughs> yeah yeah pretty crazy and i mean if you had missed the playoffs seeing something like that would definitely be immensely more frustrating i i would assume but uh you did it you you came in and you actually jumped up to the fifth seed um i want to talk a little bit about your roster here i'm just going to kind of list them off because this is impressive to say the least. Tom Brady, quarterback one. James Connor, James Connor, somehow running back six. Who I benched. Yeah. I benched in week 14. I benched him. What am I thinking? Uh, this is why this is why earlier in the year I had the worst like efficiency. Because I'm stupid. Well, you're starting to get it together. Um, Cordero Patterson, also what, but also running back seven. 
um, Devonte Adams, wide receiver three, CD lamb, wide receiver 14, Antonio Gibson running back 14, Josh Jacobs running back 16. And what I think is the most impressive player on your team right now, that is George Kittle after missing most of the season is already back up to tight end number three after just a few games. I definitely thought you were going to say Nick Folk since he's the true MVP of my team. Um, but uh, well, I'm getting back off his bye week, so everyone watch out. Just been playing with one one hand tied behind my back. Now I got my my folk hero. But yeah, I, I, if in all honesty, if I had to give one player on my team credit for my success this year, it would have to be the one player that has kind of powered my rebrand win streak, and that is definitely George Kittle. Since once he came back healthy. He, he took a week, had a good, had a good point for, had a good score for me in my last, my latest loss of the season. And then he was just solid to magnificent for these last five games. Well, actually he had one done. He had one done, but he also put up 35, and like 26 points. So yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's getting hot just at the right time. And I think the fact that uh, the 49ers are in a tight playoff race as well is going to be a huge factor in, you know, the the fact that they're going to keep targeting him and, and going to him, which should help you in playoffs here. Can only hope. All right, well, let's take a look at your opponent, uh, Jake Kessler here. This is his fourth playoff appearance in his six seasons. Um, of all the teams in playoffs, though, he does have the lowest points for on the season at eight overall. Um, he was strongest at the start of the year with a record of four and one. And ever since then, he's had a very mixed season overall. I think most of the teams before have either been streaky or they're really volatile or they're really consistent. He's been very mixed. He has four games over 119 points. He's got three teams in kind of the middle range of, or three games within the middle range of 102 to 112 points. And then he's got six games between 84 and 94 points. So, you know, definitely on the lower end there, but not, not incredibly low. Um, it's, to the point where he's been able to get a few wins in there. Um, his team has some stars for sure. Uh, Justin Herbert, quarterback three, Kareem Hunt coming back from injury, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver four, and Travis Kelsey, tight end two. Uh, but beyond that, he really doesn't have a ton of depth on his team. And one thing that has been a downfall for him is when Kansas City has a bad week, Jake has a bad week. Um, I think they're hitting their stride recently where that's not going to be very common, but there is a dependency there. Uh, what, what do you think and what do you feel when you see Jake's team? Jake's team kind of spooks me. Um, definitely looking at his most recent games, trying to pull up his, there's his schedule. He going into playoffs, he was looking like one of those, like, oh, he had a good start to the year, but kind of slowing down. Now, looking at his team, like, I'm, I'm, I'm spooked by it. 
because he is he's capable of putting up you know 139 points and like 112 points but he also can put up you know just 90 and yeah like the chiefs are a big one like uh you know kelsey has not been i mean he's still tied in one but is he still tied in one I uh, no, that would be your boy Mark Mark Andrews. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, it's like, did Mark Andrews pass him? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Kelsey is not, um, you know, unless he has a crazy finish to the end of this year. Um, he 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 might not be tight end one drafted next year. Um, certainly won't be in the first round. Like, barring a crazy end to the year. Um. But yeah, just like he's still he's still a very valuable tight end and player to have. But the fact that he's not the best tight end anymore, or like not locked and loaded the best tight end. Yeah. It definitely makes him less of a you know hot commodity, especially with I mean George Kittle once he George Kittle, if he can stay healthy, might be the best fantasy tight end tone now. And like Andrews is doing well too. Kind of surprising. Um who knows where Pitts and Hawkinson go as they develop? Oh, I just took a really weird Kelsey tight end tangent, but I don't know. Jake Jake's team seems like a kind of a wild card. Yeah, like it, that's all I can kind of describe it. Um, I think they have the potential to take you down, but they would need quite a few stars to align. Um, I, I don't think he's. It, it's not a. It's not a gimme game. By, by any yeah. means. Um, I, I feel I would much rather have my you know roster than Jake's, but I feel less confident going into this game than I have in some of my past games where I've been. Sure. Also not sure that I would win, but you know, confident that I should win. This one is like, I should win, but like, uh, I don't know, just... You know, all it takes is a few, a few missteps from my team, and then right. a few Jake's players going off, which they can do. Yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch. I think overall, I would give you the edge, but it'll be close. It'll be close for sure. All right, we've got two teams left to talk about. Our two teams who secured a first round buy. Uh, crazy enough, this this is pretty fun. Uh, these are the two teams who were in the last place game last year. They've uh, they've turned it around and they're they're back at the top here. So Man, that's you'd love fun. to see it. Yeah, that's just a Cinderella story. Um, we're going to start with number two seed Cy finishing with a record of eight and six. Uh, he was the first team to lock in a playoff um, a playoff spot here, and um, this is actually his third playoff appearance in the last four years. So you know he was known for kind of having down years at the the start of the league, but recently he's been uh, becoming a, a contender. You know, he's been becoming someone that you don't, uh, you don't take games easy against. Um, this is also his second time getting a first round buy in playoffs as well. So he's had some, some high finishes. Um, his historical record in playoffs in the winner's bracket is one in two though. So when he's gotten to playoffs, hasn't done great. Um, his best finish is third place in 2018. Uh, overall, this year, he's had a very steady season, uh, especially through the first 12 weeks. He never scored below 94 points through the first 12 weeks. That's pretty incredible. 
um, that you never have a, a down week lower than that. Um, he had a max of 129 in that span as well. So very, very steady. Um, but his last two weeks here have been a little different story. Um, he's led, of course, by Jonathan Taylor, who is the fourth highest player of all positions in the league right now. Um, that is a huge, huge player that he's going to need to rely on if he wants to make a run deep into playoffs here. Uh, a couple of trades recently at the end of the year might have hurt his position, uh, but we'll see. How are you feeling about his odds? I I think I think they're not great. <laughs> um, you know, he's getting Jonathan Taylor back, and Jonathan Taylor is great. But I don't know. Jonathan Taylor is doing so well that like you can't you can't expect thirty or fifty points from Jonathan Taylor every week. You know, 20 points, sure. And like, I mean, but, but you can't you can't expect 40-point games. Um, I think Cy kind of needs that. If he wants to win in playoffs, um, barring just really bad performances um, from his opponents. Um, yeah, just three straight losses to end the season. Not ideal. Um. And also the, like you said, the whole steady Eddie thing, that's good for, you know, it's nice to have like a high floor in fantasy, which he kind of has had, um, you know, barring the last two weeks. That's good in the regular season. Yeah. And like he, he had a four game win streak. His last one in that he scored 124 points against Brandon. It's like, okay, yeah, you get that win. He scored 98, 97, 94 points in this first three wins. And it's like, that should be like a win, maybe two wins, but like that, that shouldn't be three wins. Um, and yeah. And then these last two weeks, 82 points, 71 points gets Jonathan Taylor back. You know, let's bump, bump that up by 20 points there. That's still, you know, he's still just right. hovering around a hundred, you know, a hundred points. Yeah, definitely kind of moving in the wrong direction here as as playoffs heat up, which is yeah. obviously not good. Um, and especially especially with um I appreciate Cy trying to improve his team before the trade deadline, like trying to, you know, shore up his running back position and whatnot. I, I think the actual trades that he made though were not in his favor. Yeah. And if he I don't know if he could have made better trades somewhere. People are open to that. He definitely broached trading with me, and I won't share the info on that, but uh, it, did, it did not make sense from my end to make the trade. And so I understood that, but it was just, it's a number. You got to put feelers out. Sure. I, I think he made his team worse with his trades. I would have to agree. I think there's, at first, I thought it was very heavily against him. But I, I think it it has kind of evened out um, or gotten closer. But I, I would agree that he has made his team worth, worse. And I mean, Josh Allen right now is uh, battling turf toe. So he might not even be playing this next week, which would have been a great move for him to get rid of him uh, at that time. But uh, I, I think overall still kind of moved him down. I do have to comment just really quick. Um, overall this year, 
was down in scoring and it could be because of the kicker move that that we made the changing in, in kicker scoring but this is the lowest um the lowest scoring year out of all four that we've had a half point ppr so um some of those you know 98s 97s that we might previously have thought of being you know, probable losses might, might not be so, um, so much the case this year because scoring has been down. Yeah. You know what? That's true. It's a good point. I have anecdotally hearing from other people's leagues. It did seem like scoring was just kind of down in fantasy across the board this year. Yeah. Well, one team that scoring was not down for was Sean Skurbeck, uh, Apologies as I as I kind of let my awe and um, amazement uh, shine through on on my description of, of Sean here. Finished a record of nine and five, best in the league, uh, the number one seed. Uh, this is only his second time making playoffs out of all eight years he's been in the league, uh, but second in the last three years. So again, starting to become more of a, a serious contender, um, especially with this season here um all right are you ready for this james um um i got i got my squat going i'm ready okay there, there's quite a few incredible stats here um let's start off with some more that, that might be a little bit obvious but he's got the highest points for by over 144 points to the next closest team which is 11 Andrew. points per game on average Angie, you can't you can't give me stats like that while I'm drinking my milk. Just Did you just take? He has the most splatter? points for. He has the mm-hmm. most points for. Eleven points per right game on like... average over you. Uh. Um, well, yeah. He's. Geez. I mean, that's pretty. Jeez, Sean. Jeez. Eleven points per game. Anyways, his total of uh, seventeen hundred twenty-nine points for is the most in regular season points for all time but that makes sense because we have an extra week this year the one thing that is impressive though is this averages to 123.6 points per game with an extra week in order to maintain that is even more difficult but that puts him second highest of all time in our league but as i just mentioned because scoring is down when we normalize this and kind of compare it to um, 2018 when scoring was at its highest, this average actually becomes the highest by seven points over the next closest of all time throughout our league. He has had the best season by seven points per game closest to the uh, compared to the next closest. Um Six weeks this year, he's had the highest score of all teams. That's never been done before by any team in any season. Six weeks this year, he scored over 137 points. Throughout the course of our season, no one has ever scored more than 137 points in a single season more than three times. And he's done it six. Uh, This year in the league, we have had six is more than three. Six is quite a bit more than three. Still, it's, it's three more. That's discreet, man. Um, it's also it's also double three. It's also double three. Even more discreet, man. Thanks. 
This year in the league, we've seen four scores over 155 points. Sean has three of those. Sean has the same number of games over 144 points that he has under 100. And his Wait, lowest... can, you, can you hit me with that one again, please? Sean has the same number of games over 144 points that he has under 100. Jesus. <laughs> That's very good. That's incredible. He did have one down week, but his lowest score was 87 points. Never got under 87. I'm just... I can't believe how strong of a season he has had. I don't remember any team being this good throughout the entire season in our league. We've had, you know, you went 11 and two one year, but towards playoffs, you started to fall a little bit. Zach I had a, mean, I made the championship. Sure. Um, well, I but guess like I your points for totals. Yeah. Zach okay, had a really fair. good year, but come playoffs, he started to tank a little bit as well. Sean has just, it's not even close. It's not even close. How, like the second team, it, it, I'm having trouble expressing how impressive this season is. And to me, he should very clearly win. He should. And that's the key word. He should. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say the general consensus would be, I'm the second favorite to yep. win. Um, yeah, that's just that's just what people are saying. I'm not necessarily, not necessarily saying that, but even in that position, like yeah, Sean definitely seems like he's he's the team that should win. He's had he had a great draft. And he just has the best team, and if he doesn't, it'll just be like pretty bad luck for him. You know, yeah. <laughs> either. Either he has like I don't I don't see him having a if he has a random I don't know down game and someone else puts up a lot of points on him maybe yeah um, but well, yeah I think I think just the way that his team is right now if one of his star players has a down game another one will go it doesn't off. matter yeah. yep it yeah doesn't it's like matter yeah. but he, you, he has too too many players that can pop off. And that, like, right. even when two of them bust, it's like the other ones go off. For exactly, minutes. exactly. And you, you mentioned it. I mean, this, his entire team is from the draft. Over the course of the season, he's only made nine transactions. That's it. And just going through it quick, half of them are for a kicker or defense. Uh, all of his star players, every single one of them, he drafted. He drafted all of these people, which makes it even more impressive. Um, just a quick reminder of his roster. He's got the number six and the number 10 quarterback, Jalen Hurts and uh, Joe Burrow. So he's, he's got two options there that he can pick from. Got, based he's on got their good, matchup. good value for those QBs. Yeah. Uh, his, his third best running back is Dalvin Cook. <laughs> At running that's back just, 13. That's just stupid. His third best. Joe Mixon is running back five. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's incredible. Leonard Fournette. Oh, my goodness. 
I heard. I, I think he got it was... cut from the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. He got cut from the Jaguars. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. He's at running back four right now. Um, everyone we've mentioned so far isn't even his best player. His best player is Cooper Cup, who is the fifth highest fantasy score yeah. of all positions. Yeah. Um, on top. I mean, of that, that's God. Yeah, he's Cooper Cup. That, that certainly is a good. Best good person to pick. have this year. Best value pick of the draft by far. Um, he's also got Jalen Waddell, who's had an incredible second half of the year here. Wide receiver 13 currently. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 16. And just in case he needs them, uh, Michael Pittman's on his bench, wide receiver 20. Um, now, how about his tight end? Is his tight end weak? Depends. Depends on injury because he's got Darren Waller who we know can put up huge points, but he's been battling an injury. Yeah. Um, Backup tight end though. uh, Mike Jasicki is tight end seven on the year. Mm -hmm. So he can fill in that role and get him, you know, maybe four or five points enough to, to make that position somewhat valuable. Yeah. I think that that seems to be his weakest position, but it still has serviceable you know, at worst guys there. Yeah. And he's just loaded at, I mean, running back is just yeah. ridiculous. And, you know, I mean, just having Cooper cup, like who even cares who your second wide receiver is. Right. Um, and then also like surprisingly good quarterbacks this year too. And he's just, he, I, he, th- this, this season reminds me of Zach's juggernaut season where he went on to win, except Sean just had so much, worse luck to begin the season yeah and then sean is on a four game win streak he he has kind of had luck bounce his way kind of like i have in the back half of the season um and you know instead of having bad luck it's just like neutral luck now and now it's just dominating yeah and he just he he has kind of just gotten better on the back half of the season um and yeah, he's he's the number one team, and he is red hot going into the yeah. playoffs. It's incredible. And you know, going through his roster here and thinking about it, it's you know, oh, Dalvin Cook's a little banged up still. I mean, he played great this last game, but he's a little banged up. Joe Mixon's a little banged up. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, COVID's going through the Rams organization. Darren Waller's a little bit hurt. You know, ooh, a, l- a little bit scary. But he's got a bye week. He's got a bye week. He's got all a chance for all of these players. Yep. To to rest up. And you know, if Darren Waller isn't playing this week, that's fine. If he's back the week after, then perfect. Perfect timing. Sean has had some I think Sean has had the worst luck throughout the, the course of our league. Um, towards the start of the league, he definitely made some questionable moves. Um, you know, some questionable draft picks, but in recent years, especially he has been, he he's been a really good owner in my opinion, and has just run into a, a lot of bad luck. You know, last year he won when there were probably three other teams that I, I felt were worse than him in the losers bracket, but he just lost game after game there. And it's, I don't know. It's exciting for me to see, the luck kind of turning around for him now and, and the karma kind of balancing everything out. And I would, 
I would think Sean is um, a pretty heavy favorite to win here. Mm-hmm. And I hope he does. I hope he does. He's had a, he's had some tough goes of it and he's, he had a perfect draft basically. And um, yeah. If, that's, if I that's, can't win, I'll be rooting for Sean. Yeah. Um, which semi-related note, Jake definitely has the toughest playoff road in the winner's bracket. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I'm not, you know, not to toot my own horn too much, but he has to play me week one when I'm, you know, it's the rebrand energy, five-game win streak. Um, So, you know, good luck with that. If he gets past me, then he has to play Sean, who, who is also red hot and, you know, even better than my team. Um you know, good luck with that. And then so if, if Jake can be me and Sean, then like, Oh yeah. I mean, what's going to happen is he's going to lose to, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. whoever makes it through. Me, Zach or Cy. Yeah. Which I mean, it was, it was almost going to be Andrew, you, you, me and Sean on one side of the bracket, which I thought would have been a, <laughs> like arguably the three, "Quote unquote best teams heading into playoffs." Um, but yeah, you got shuffle over to the Zach and Sai side. Which see now that I say that Zach and Sai are probably going to go off and knock you out. The right? Playoffs, exactly. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jake's. I mean, I have a tough row because I have to. I'm on Sean's side. Much would much rather face. You know, if if I'm able to beat Jake, would much rather face Sai in that second round, but. I guess, you know, I mean, Sean's got to beat him sometime, right? Yeah. If, yeah, if I want to win, so. I think if, you know, kind of the expectations hold for the first round here, I think your game against Sean in week two is kind of the the championship game, just because you two do have the strongest teams on paper. Um, but as always, playoffs have had mm-hmm. some crazy results and, and we could see anything happen. Yeah. See, now what's going to happen is I am going to, I'm going to barely beat Jake. Maybe we'll see. And then, and then Sean and I are just going to have like our worst week ever. We're going to both score like 70 points. Yeah. And one of us is going to win and then move on to the championship and then, and then probably win that one. And it'll be Sean. Sean did, Sean did text me. Um, expressing expressing some bummed out feelings that he would possibly have to go through you to get to through the championship oh that's 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 the highest praise yeah (laughs) right 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 back at you sean but yeah we'll we'll have to see uh one interesting note about all the teams in the winner's bracket here we have three owners who have won it before and we have three owners who have uh, lost the sacco game before so we're gonna have some storyline either way we're gonna have another previous winner win again or we're gonna have a previous loser yeah we have we have six championships and five sackos right uh yeah in the winner's bracket i think that's that's a lot that's a lot of hardware good and bad (laughs) jeez yeah over seven previous seasons we got we got 12 of them up in here, yeah, 11 of someone's, them. Someone's adding to that hardware in the good column. We'll see. 
yeah, so those are all the teams we have here. Uh, pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Starting off hot Thursday night with the Chiefs versus the Chargers. A lot of big uh, fantasy players in that game. So we're going to we're, we're not delaying the uh, the excitement here at all. Do we have do we have Saturday Saturday games starting? Um, um, going to my trusty app. We uh, we do we do. How about that? What a weird schedule we have. Chiefs and Chargers on Thursday night. We have Raiders, Browns, Colts, Patriots on Saturday night. Is there a reason for that? I think I saw I saw you know, just some headline somewhere. Like, oh, don't know if he'll be ready for Saturday or not. It's like, Saturday? Are yeah. they starting already? I I did not know that. Good catch, mm-hmm. James. So, yeah. P- PSA, we got Saturday yeah, games. Stay on with those, those lineups set. Yeah, for don't the, know why I'm telling you guys. <laughs> for, the three really of you, for the three of you that have listened through the podcast to this point. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Make half, sure to half check an hour, your right, Andrew? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for thanks to everyone for sticking around, and um, it's been a great regular season. And uh, looking forward to another exciting playoff run here. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited for the fashion show. Oh my goodness! All things, uh, you know, forget about everything else. That's what that's what really matters. It's the fashion show. Now that I'm I'm safe from that, I've already oh, started yes. to brainstorm mm-hmm. yep. the different costume ideas that I that I could come up with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody start thinking about those too, and we'll we'll see who do it, who uh, ends up doing it. Also, a reminder: Luke has been putting out some excellent content this year. Oh yes, he, he put together a, a bracket predictor. So make sure to uh, fill that out. That's a lot of fun, and and thank you, Luke, for for all of that content this year. Yep. Yeah. For doing all the power rankings and all the extra stuff on top of the power rankings. Thanks Luke. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks for tuning in and good luck to everyone in the postseason here. Signature sign off. Wink.